Hello, hello. Welcome back to the last month, the last episode of the year. I'm not going to waste too much time. As always, my name is Anaya. This is Hash It Out. And we're going to get straight into it with a little intro question, something to get your brain going. And then we're just going to hop right in. Quick question. Would you by chance live in a house with no AC? Now, if you went to South, your immediate answer is probably H-E-W hockey sticks. No, right? But stick with me. Stick with me. What if somehow it could stay cool or it could stay warm whenever you needed it to, depending on where you live? What if I told you that that is actually possible? Like you would not die of exhaustion or you wouldn't freeze to death. What if I told you that that could be possible with cannabis? Well, that is exactly what we are going to be talking about today. How cannabis can be used and applied to industrial products like construction materials to sustain our planet if we let it. More specifically, in reference to what I just mentioned, how we can use cannabis as industrial products to create a house, to build a house, and to build everything in that house, more or less. With that said, let's get right into it. As I said, this is Hash It Out, where we talk all things cannabis. And today, we are going to do a brief, and I say this all the time, and then it don't ever be brief, but I promise you, it's for real, for real gonna be brief. Because it's the last episode of the year, and we're gonna keep it short and sweet. Because, you know, it's, it's family time. Whatever day you're listening to this, like, you probably gonna wanna grow up. You probably, probably gonna wanna be with your family. So we're just gonna keep it short and sweet. So today, we're gonna talk about industrial cannabis and different ways and different products that cannabis can be used in order to sustain our planet and to also create less waste in the whole entire industrial process so we're going to be talking about industrial products like construction materials we're going to be talking about different end products from fiber like hemp plastics um, hemp biofuels different uh, biomedicines, papers, fibers, all the above. We're not going to spend a whole bunch of time on either, but I'm just going to give you like a little piece of each. And then I'm going to kind of let your brain fester on that for the rest of the year, if you will. Figure out what other ways you can think that hemp can be used or what ways you would try to use hemp. Because a lot of people, you know, when they think about cannabis, their idea or their perception is essentially isolated on you know, herb, like what you smoke or what you use as medicine, not knowing that cannabis can be used to make your clothes. Cannabis can be used to make paper. Cannabis can be used to build a house. Cannabis can be used to build and fuel a car. Like it it gets real deep. So as I said, we're just going to get into it. I already provided the intro and then the body. I just talked about the different products that we're going to have. And then towards the end, I'm going to basically ask like, so what? Like, what does this mean? And then the wrap up would just be essentially going over what I listed and then a call to action as always. Something that you could do or something that I would encourage you to do after this podcast. First and foremost, we're going to get into construction materials. So with these construction materials... The first thing that I want to mention is hempcrete. And that is essentially what I was talking about in the introduction question. Like living in a house with no AC, right? Living in a house that is basically automatically insulated. It's self-insulated. It literally insulates itself. There are, there is a man, I forgot his name. I will link his name and his whole, there's an article about him where basically he teaches people how to build houses with hempcrete. 
Now, hempcrete is basically concrete, right? But instead of the material that's used for concrete, it's broken down fiber and additional products, obviously. But it's broken down hemp fiber from the herd of a hemp plant. Because remember I said before, like a long time ago, maybe my first or second episode, inside of a hemp plant, the stalk is very fibrous. It's very thick. And that can be broken up into different kinds of fiber that can be used in a multitude of products. What happens is the hemp fiber is mixed with other products to create hempcrete. And that hempcrete can be used to build houses. Furthermore, with houses, other construction materials is like um insulation products. So like fiberglass, for example, instead of it being what is normally constructed of it, it would be made from hemp fiber. And then there's also a potential for hemp to be used for hemp plastics for like bases or foundations of the home as well. And all of these products, most of the products that I'm going to, to list are made from hemp fiber, which again will come from the herd, which is the inside of the stock, not the outside, the green part that you see, but the inside. And when I say fibers, it's basically like very woody. So like think bamboo, how it like breaks and it has like that hollow kind of inside, but it's really thick and sturdy. Hemp is kind of like that, except it's it's more, it's very dense and very hard. Like if you put a hemp stock through a wood chipper or through some type of processor, it literally looks like wood chips. Like it, it's crazy. So beyond hempcrete and then like hemp insulation, there are also hemp plastics, which again are also used from hemp fiber. Now, why do we care about hemp plastics? Why would we want plastic made out of hemp? I know y'all have heard the saying, save the turtles, right? And I know that a lot of companies um, and restaurants are really big on cutting down on like straws and um, like plastic and forks and stuff, right? But I would have you know that even if we got rid of all the straws, like if, if we converted every straw into something that was recyclable, we still would have <laughs> a multitude of plastic wasted and a multitude of plastic that would end up in landfill and a multitude of plastic that would end up in our oceans, thus harming the life that is already there. But I'm going off in the deep end. I say that to say we care about hemp plastics because they have a shorter um, shelf life and they degrade faster and they would not necessarily be waste because every part of the plant if it is not used it can degrade faster and it can literally be composted so you wouldn't have a product that would be sitting on this planet for years and years and years more specifically hemp plastics are not extended or isolated only in like straws or um you know plastic wear like like utensils hemp plastic can also be used for like the thick plastics the hard plastics plastic insides of cars so there was literally a car made mostly from hemp products and i believe it was fueled by hemp if not fueled by hemp it was fueled by water but i'm gonna link that as well too but yeah, the, the base of the car, the outside of the car, you know how some cars are built with like very hard plastic instead of metal now? You can make the same type of plastic out of hemp. Expensive, yeah, because it's a new product and it's a commodity product. But the idea essentially, like after we introduce all of these industrial products that are hemp-based and then we see a mass conversion to these products, the price of producing these products and then the price of acquiring these products would actually be lower. So we talked about hempcrete, then we talked about hemp plastics, and then there's also uh, biofuels and other bioproducts. So as I said earlier, things can be fueled by hemp because 
hemp, although less popular, because again, it is a high commodity crop, and it is something that has only been introduced industrially since 2018 with the Farm Bill, we have to wrap our heads around the fact that hemp oil or hemp fuel has the same energy capacity as diesel, like diesel fuel, like what fuels your truck. It has the same energy capacity. So imagine if we, as a country, as a nation, adopted this idea of using hemp as a way to fuel our cars, hemp as a way to build our homes, hemp as a way to eat our food, you know? If we adopted this idea in a manner that we all agreed that it was feasible and that we all agreed that it is something that could be a contribution and not a takeaway from our economy and to our lives as a whole, imagine what we could do. Imagine the waste that would be limited. Imagine how much more, how much closer we are to our goal of sustainability. Because at the end of the day, industrialization in this country has contributed to the state of our environment as a whole. And I've talked about this before, and I'm not going to get too deep, as I said, because I am going to make this episode super short and sweet. Um, But the fact of the matter is, like, we have to make change and we have to start looking at products in a way that is, is going to be beneficial, not necessarily to us, not necessarily something that's going to be like, okay, quick fix. In two years, this is going to change. No, we have to start thinking about our kids. We have to start thinking about our kids' kids. We have to start thinking in a way like, do I want my kids to breathe clean air? Do I want my kids to live a life where they don't have to worry about our planet kaplunking? <laughs> you know, when they're trying to have their kids, like we have to start being more considerate of the planet that we leave behind because we oftentimes become so selfish because we're so used to having things at our fingertips and then we're so used to being so wasteful as a society that we don't even begin to think about how it will affect our kids and how it will affect our kids' kids. And that is exactly why we are in this predicament that we're in today. But I'm sorry. I went off on a whole nother rant, as I do all the time. So we're just going to get further back into it. Last place I left off was biofuels. Aside from biofuels, There are also um, other bioproducts like biomedicines that I mentioned earlier. Now, this is where you'll hear stuff that you're more familiar with. So when I say biomedicines, I'm talking specifically about like CBD, cannabidiol, THC, tetrahydrocannabinol, and etc. Like CBG, CBN, all the things, right? And these are things that are often prescribed or in states where it's recreationally legal or medicinally legal, all you need is like a medical card. You need to be cleared and you can get these products at dispensaries. There are also biotextiles. And by textiles, I mean like um, different fibers like fleece, uh, silks, heavy weaves, canvases, all different types of fabric. Like like I said, you can make clothes, you can make hats, like you can make twine, <laughs> you can make paper, you can make rope. For example, I want to say, was it World War II? I want to say it was World War II, but it could have been the First World War. But all of the rope for the Navy ships was made out of hemp. That was prior to hemp, to cannabis being banned as a whole. But whole ships, like there was literally propaganda. There was literally commercials and, and, and radio uh, excerpts encouraging the use and encouraging contribution to hemp. So that we can so that we can contribute to our naval ships because the rope that they use like for their anchors and all the things was literally made out of hemp. Clothes that were made were made from hemp. Like I said, paper, twine, fleece, all the different fabrics, like so many things. The list is literally endless. Like you think about it. 
I promise you it could it, it can be made from hemp. A blanket, I bet you it could be made from hemp. I'd be surprised if there's not some glass made from hemp. Like I haven't I haven't heard of it, but I'm gonna look it up. And I'm if I find it, I bet you I'm gonna put a link and I'm gonna be flabbergasted just as much as you. Because it's like if there's a if there's a product, right? It it begins to make you think. If there's a product that can do all of these things and it's a no waste product, like you can grow this product, you know, for flour if you want, right? Or if we come to a point where because you know we're good for genetically modifying stuff, you know, which to some people is not a good thing. Um, to others, it can be a great thing. But if we look at it in a way that we can use this plant for a multitude of reasons and then be non-waste, but still also pull the essential nutrients or, or the essential components from it in a way that contributes all of us as a whole. Like, what if we get to a point where, and this is what I went to school with, so I'm nerding out right now, so don't mind me. But what if we get to a point where through all of the breeding that we have done, we come to a point where we can form a crop that would provide you herb, right? That would provide you flour or even provide you oil to sustain our body, to contribute to our endocannabinoid system in our body so that we can heal ourselves from this plant. But what if we could also, from that same plant, produce a stalk that is so thick that would provide herd that could be able to produce multiple end products if we all collectively adopted this idea that cannabis is not the enemy and we collectively join forces to figure out a way how can we use this plant to heal not only our bodies but also heal the world like where would we go and then that makes you think all the way back to what I said in maybe my second episode or third episode just about how and why we got to the point of cannabis being banned in the first place it makes you wonder like what was (laughs) what was the actual motive here because it couldn't have just been oh I don't like the way that this makes me feel ain't no way ain't no way ain't no way because way back when People knew that cannabis can be used to fill parts. People knew the healing capacity that this plant had. This is not news to us. This is something that has been taken from us. But again, I'm I'm getting I'm look I'm getting there. So let me <clears throat> let me really back in. If you really want to hear more about what I'm spilling on right now, go back to I believe my first or second. It was my first three episodes where I was really really getting into it as far as history. And then I was also providing my personal opinion. As you know, I try to keep it as factual and, un- and unbiased as possible. But at some point, I just got to be real and I got to give you my point of view. Because at the end of the day, like this, this is my life's work. Not only did I like go to school for the genetic side and the, the you know, morphology, the, the science behind what you see. But also because I have an end goal to heal people and beyond healing people like we all have a we all all of us, whether you want to be a doctor, whether you just want to be a mother, whether you just want to be a daddy, whether you want to be an entrepreneur, whatever you want to be. We all have a responsibility to take care of the land that we're on so that we can preserve it for our children and their children and so on. So that was my big like, so what? Right. As I said, we probably like. 15 minutes in if that and that's pretty much it all i wanted to do today 
was introducing the industrial side of cannabis. Now, for next month's episode, we'll go a little deeper into the construction side of it because I cannot believe the amount of money that is being made off of this product. I cannot believe the potential that this product has. And by this product, I'm speaking specifically about hemp cream. Next month's episode will be a whole spill about that. But as of today, I just introduced a few end products of industrial cannabis. Talked about construction products. We talked about bioproducts. Then we also talked about like biomedicines, different textiles. And then to wrap it up, I just want to leave you with a little call to action. As always, what I want you to think about is a way that you could use or you could implement industrial cannabis into your life. Not just herb, not just flower, not just CBD, but how could you, a regular degular, introduce industrial cannabis into your life? And how would this be beneficial to you? Would it be something that would be frequently used? How could it improve your life? Like, Just think about that. And let me know the same way that I tell y'all to let me know be via my email, which is always on my website, via my D, my DM, my Instagram DM to my hashtag out page, which is on my website as well. And then also the comments. I do appreciate comments that I've gotten so far and I appreciate the emails that y'all have given me so far. I appreciate the feedback all the time. I appreciate the love and I appreciate the support. And... I definitely appreciate y'all letting me nerd out and talk my brain off and talk y'all ears off. Because like I said, we will talk all day and y'all will listen as long as y'all want to. But as long as I got this phone and as long as I got this brain and as long as I got this passion, I'm going to keep talking about it. (laughs) So that was pretty much it from me. As I said, my website has my social media, it has my emails and I do, I know I mentioned this last month, on last year, last month's episode, I do have a new show coming out, and it is called, I don't know if I dropped the title in the last episode, but it is called Seeking Sustenance. So for that podcast, that is essentially about how we as a people, how Anaya as a person, how we as a community should be and should want to live in a way that doesn't necessarily take from the land without replacing how we can live off the land without just living on the land if that makes sense how can we get back to what we were intended to do how can we show more reverence for the land that god has blessed us with how can we as a people get back to simplicity I don't want to give y'all too much, but I'm really excited about it. As I said, the title is called Seeking Sustenance. My first episode will be dropping soon. Obviously not this year, but it will be next year and it will be in the beginning of the year. I have been procrastinating a bit because I am a perfectionist, as I told you before, but sometimes I just got to push myself, press record and call it a day. So that's most likely what I'm going to do. Um, so for that, as far as that, email me the same way, DM me the same way, contact me the same way that I would suggest that you do for this episode or for this podcast. And just tell me what you would like to know, like any questions that you have for that podcast, any questions you have for this podcast, anything that you want to hear on either podcast, 
definitely don't hesitate to let me know. As I said, I do not want to take up too much of your time because I do know the end of the year is busy. I appreciate you for listening as always. Have a great week. Have a great rest of the year. Peace and love to you all. As I said, this is Hash It Out. I'm Anaya and I will see you guys next year. God bless.